Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Hi, this is Tamar Yona. I'd like to remind you that Israel News Talk Radio has branched out into video programs. You're listening to an interview originally recorded on video. If you would like to hear and watch this interview, simply go to our homepage at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com and click on the black menu bar which runs near the top of the page and click on the tab for videos. There you'll find all of our video interviews. Enjoy! Today's guest on the Tamar Yona Show is the one and only Dr. Dennis Prager. Defender of freedom and Judeo-Christian values, Dr. Prager is the ultimate Renaissance man. He's a prolific author, syndicated radio talk show host with a global audience, lecturer, and occasional orchestra conductor. Dennis is heard on nearly 400 radio stations across the United States, as well as globally on the Dennis Prager app. And he started Dennis, uh, I'm sorry, and he started Prager University to counter the leftist indoctrination centers known as college campuses. Prager University gets more than 1 billion views annually. Amongst his best-selling books are the Rational Bible Series, the Rational Passover Haggadah, and the Ten Commandments, still the best moral code, and of course, happiness is a serious problem, as well as many more. Dr. Prager's motto is, I prefer clarity to agreement. And now, Dr. Dennis Prager and Tamara Young. Thank you. Thank Matt. you. That was very lovely. Just for the record, I do have an honorary doctorate, but I don't uh, ever go by the name doctor. So I'm, I'm touched that you have given me another honorary doctorate, but Mr. or Dennis is fine. Okay. Well, you know, in, in Judaism, titles are very important, and you have a doctorate. <laughs> well, but I don't really. I An honorary doctorate is honorary. Okay. All right. So let's start. I actually... I uh, have a lot of questions for you that are going to be all over the map just because so much is happening in the world. And it really feels like the creator of the universe is speeding up history to get us to the end of uh, time here. And and again, so much happening. One of the biggest thing that um, that bothers me today is living in a world where you can't even trust your leadership. I mean, at the very least, you might know that your leadership has weaknesses here, is making a mistake there. Maybe you don't agree with certain things, but when you when you can't even trust them, you can't even trust your own ballot system for elections. There, there is is a huge problem, and and uh, what we say in Hebrew, a ketzer, like a disconnect from the people and its leadership. So, um, what? What do we do when we find that we live in a world where we cannot trust the establishment? We cannot trust our leadership. How do we go on? I wrote uh, a piece. Uh, my I write a column. I have literally 1,000 columns up on the Internet, 20 years, 50 a year. And my last one was what I answered. Uh, I do a, a weekly uh, podcast, video cast for uh, PragerU called the Fireside Chat. And uh, there are 265 of them up. People are welcome to watch them and watch them each week. And uh, what I do is I I comment on life, and then I take questions mostly from young people. Most of the people who tune into PragerU are under 35, and they're all over the world. And some young person asked this question a few weeks ago. 
So Dennis, how do I know who's, who's lying and who's telling the truth between the right and the left? And it's a, it's a terrific question. And oddly enough, I came up with an answer that I had never given before, which is the beauty of being put on the spot. I like being put on the spot. It's when I think most clearly and most constructively. And I, I came up with a few answers. And then I said, but the biggest way to know at least who's lying is the one who censors. That's it. People who tell the truth are fine with people who differ. People who lie cannot tolerate people who differ. So all you need to do is see which side is doing 99% of the cancel culture, of the, of the suppression. Who's banning people from speaking on campuses? Who's shouting them down if they even get there? The left or the right? All of their speakers speak with no, with no interference. Our speakers almost always are either shouted down, never invited, or canceled. So maybe that tells you something. Maybe it tells you something that until Elon Musk took it over, Twitter would just get rid of people who differed with the left, as would as would Facebook and all the others. So having studied the left all of my life, I, I, I learned Russian in order to read Pravda, the Soviet communist newspaper. Mm-hmm. I went to communist countries frequently. I, I, I know that the left, not liberals, liberals, are are fine with dissent. Liberals vote left, and that is a, that is the, the tragedy of the modern age because liberals do not vote their values; they vote left wing values, even though they don't hold left wing values. But anyway, liberals and conservatives allow dissent; leftists do not. So the the number one answer to your question is at least let's understand where this problem is emanating from. It is almost entirely coming from the left, and it's because they do lie. This is a very sad question you posed. I did not have this when I was a young American. I, I didn't assume ever, it didn't occur to me that my government would lie, would use government agencies to suppress dissent. This was exactly what third world dictatorships did, or indeed first world dictatorships. That's what dictatorships did. America was the land of the free and the home of the brave. So my heart breaks for young Americans. Who, who, whom can they look up to? The answer is a lot of people. And, and we try to provide such people. PragerU, Daily Wire does such things. There are many of us. But in terms of the institutions of America today, they're all corrupt. American Medical Association announced three years ago that it opposes listing the sex of a newborn on a birth certificate. This is the American Medical Association. The Children's Hospitals Association is gung-ho on giving kids, kids, hormones uh, uh, hormones that suppress Blockers. Uh, yeah. yeah, blockers. Uh, I mean, that's child abuse. We have no right to condemn Muslims for uh, for, for removing uh, female genitalia. We're, we're absolutely no better. 
in, in, when we cut off girls' breasts when they're 18, and sometimes even younger than that. By the way, this is not happening anywhere but in America and Canada. Britain has basically stopped doing this, and so have virtually every every European country. We were lied to about COVID. We were lied to about lockdowns. We were lied to about masks. We were lied to about the vaccine. So my heart breaks for young people. It is critical for young people to believe that adults, for the most part, are decent. And and they cannot believe that now. So it's a crisis that we've never faced. You know, um, sometimes when we go up on the internet, we look for something which brings us to something else, which brings us to something else. And that's what happened to me last night. And somehow I wound up on Wikipedia reading about Jerry Rubin and uh, Abby Hoffman and Paul Krasner, the 1960s. I was at the 1968 Democratic Convention. I remember I was eight years old. (laughs) We got tear gas. We were running everywhere. But I remember and I knew Paul Krasner as well. Later and later in, in, you know, when I was in my 20s and and I was, um, you know, the 1960s was a time of revolution of, you know, going against the establishment. But the difference was, in my opinion, is that in those days, the U.S. administrations and the politicians were afraid of the people that you know, people were saying, you know, this war in Vietnam, it's corrupt. And they were demonstrating in the streets. <clears throat> And Nixon didn't want to be caught. Uh, he was in the end. And uh, but but see, they were afraid of the people. But today, it's like the people are afraid of its government. And and that's where I see the difference because we didn't have trust all the time. Even in the '60s, we didn't trust our government. But it was a different uh, form. It was a different format. It was a different different foundation. Where, I, as I just said, that the government was still afraid of its people rather than the people being afraid of its government. It's an excellent point. If 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 the if the people fear the government, that's that's we have a word for that tyranny. Uh, I wrote a piece within a few months of the lockdowns in 2020. That uh, the title of my piece was a dress rehearsal for a police state, hmm. and that's exactly how I view all the lockdowns. The only country that didn't was Sweden, or the only only first world country that didn't was Sweden. I, I never thought I'd be a, a big Sweden fan, <laughs> but they did it right. They didn't keep kids out of school. I mean, talk about not trusting institutions. The teaching profession in the United States is so corrupt, so immoral. There are some wonderful individual teachers. There's always they're always wonderful individuals, but but as a profession, uh, it, it is it has lost all, all of its honor. You know, so we're two Jews here, and you know as well as anyone, we're raised, and I went to yeshiva till I was 19, so traditional Jews, religious Jews certainly, are raised to honor teachers as much as parents. My, you know, when, when, when the rabbi, who was the principal of my, of my yeshiva, walked into the classroom, we stood up. There was no thought of of calling any of our Hebrew teachers, as we would call them, the religious teachers, by their first names. It was Rabbi or or Mrs. or 
or a doctor or whatever their title. So it, it's taken a lifetime for me to stop honoring teachers, but they are in the forefront of ruining children's lives in the United States of America in the forefront. So that that's just another example of the crisis that, that you're describing. I want to ask you uh, about the relationship now between the Biden administration and Israel um, with regards to the results of our latest election here, where we have Itamar Ben-Gvir, who is from the Otsma Yudi, the Jewish Power uh, Party, and the, the religious Zionists. And they became the third largest party in Israel today. And that's due to the lack of security that we feel that we have. He's gotten a lot of votes from the secular um, population as well, because people want security. They want to be able to walk out and not think that they're going to be attacked by the uh, Arab population here that's against Israel. And uh, the Biden administration says that they, they do not want to work with an Israeli government that's going to have Itamar Ben-Gvir in its government. And I wanted to t- get your take on that. This is brand new American telling Democratic allies who they can have in the government. Whether or not I'm a fan of any given member of the Israeli government, uh, me as an individual American Jew or anybody in the administration, it's because this administration is not liberal. Liberals were the the biggest supporters of Israel from Harry Truman on. This is brand new. This is Thomas Friedman in the New York Times. Uh, he said, I, 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 can't, I can't support Israel anymore because I, I can't stand uh, its government. So th- this, is, uh, this is what the left is now, is now telling Israel. So according to the left, so what, Israelis don't know what the hell they're voting for. Americans know who Israelis should vote for, but Israelis don't know who they're voting for. See, if there had been a suppression of Arab voting, uh, just to use this example, then I could say, well, the United States likes to support democracies. Has anyone in the administration claimed that there was something corrupt about the elections in Israel? No. So who who is Biden or anybody, or who is Israel to tell uh, to the American administration, you know, we, we really uh, we can't be your ally anymore. We really don't like the fact that uh, 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 so many anti-Israel voices are in the dominant party of the United States. It's not it's not what you do. You, you're you, you're either a country with liberty or not. Uh, there were comments that were made. I don't remember uh, Tom in Thomas Friedman's article. And I'll go on record in saying this where the, the wife of, of maybe it's him, I don't remember the, the, the name, uh, said that uh, she, she would not want to give birth in a room in an Israeli hospital where uh, next, next to her was an Arab woman giving birth. Th- that's unacceptable to me as a Jew. I mean, that, that's... I have to, I have to say. I just have to insert here, you know, I've been in the um, um, maternity wards of Israel giving birth myself and, and it's it's a cultural thing. And of course, it's not every Arab does this and every Jewish woman does this, but I'm telling you, the Arab women, they scream, <laughs> they scream. Right, but that wasn't, murder. that wasn't her, yeah, that wasn't her argument. Her argument was oh, okay. purity, purity of Jewish blood. Uh, and and uh, that that was that was disturbing. Well, that's not anyway, look, It's not as ready because our hospitals are open to everyone, and there are. I know that. I know hospitals. that. Yeah. I, look, my my only point is that I don't know if it was this person. So I, I I don't know. I'm just saying 
there will be statements that are made that are reprehensible. That, that, is, that is the way life works. You're allowed to call out the statement. But, but to say that our, us Americans, our primary ally in the Middle East that has been, that has done so much for this, for the United States and which the United States has supported from, from, uh, from Harry Truman on, I understand Eisenhower and Suez, there have been exceptional moments, but that was on policy. This is on election. This is new. This is new, not only vis-a-vis Israel. This is new vis-a-vis America. We, we have never told Democratic allies whom they can vote for. But the, the, the left has taken over the United States of America. And the left tells you whom you can vote for. That's just the way it works. It, 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 they, it's interesting they, that they can work with the Taliban in Afghanistan, but they can't work with the, and a democratically elected Israeli government. Just Look, the, the tragedy uh, with this is, uh, you know, two-thirds of American Jews support Joe Biden, just, just for the record. I mean, you have no idea living in Israel. Well, I can't say that. You may, you may not have an idea because I don't expect you. I don't follow Israeli politics as much as I follow American politics. You, you probably don't follow American politics or American domestic life as much as Israeli domestic life. But, but you should just all, all of your viewers and listeners should Google JCC, Jewish Community Center, just JCC, anyone, just JCC. And drag queen story hour and see how many Jewish community centers in America now sponsor drag queens for uh, kids in, in single digits, five, six, seven, eight, year, nine year old kids. L- Jewish liberal, community yeah. centers in America, the collapse of American Jewish life. The ADL is worthless. The ADL is just another left-wing organization, just like the ACLU is. The ACLU used to care about civil liberties. Now it is just a left-wing organization. The ADL used to care about anti-Semitism. Now it's just another left-wing organization. And uh, the collapse of American life outside of orthodoxy, and I'm not saying this is an orthodox Jew. I'm not an orthodox Jew. Uh, I, I believe the Torah is from God, but I don't I don't practice as much as Orthodox Jews do halakhically. I'm very open about my life. I, I, I decided to do that very early in my career. This is who I am. Love me or hate me. Uh, but uh, but my uh, uh, I have to be honest outside of Orthodox life, American Jewish life uh, is has crumbled. It is simply crumbled. Uh, it is hard to imagine a future for reform and conservative and reconstructionist Judaism. The synagogues are emptier and emptier as they become more woke and woke. They, 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 they basically have, have become spokespeople uh, for uh, you know, the environmentalist movement, the feminist movement, uh, uh, the transgender movement, etc., and and now the JCC sponsoring drag queen. Drag queen, for those of your uh, viewers, listeners who don't know, drag queens are men, not transgender men, men dressing up as women and doing uh, erotic-like dances in front of kids and then having the kids do the same thing. And JCCs around America are sponsoring this. Right, the Jews always like to uh, blend in with their society, and uh, but you know I always like to counter though that um, when 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 it's said that you know all of uh, so many Jews in America are liberals, but or or vote for Biden, this is true, uh, but there are many more non-Jews in America 
And they're also voting for Biden. So um, I just want to put that. Yeah, no, no, the, the Jewish there. vote doesn't determine anything. That, right. that is correct. Jews, Jews have a disproportionate amount of influence. That is true because so many of them just, uh, for example, teach on the college level. Uh, you know, disproportionate number of Jews are college presidents. And the criterion to be a college president is cowardice. If you're courageous, you can't be a college president. I want to ask you, uh, you, you just mentioned anti-Semitism, and I know that's a really big worry in the United States with Jews. And we just heard about um, uh, Kanye West, and we heard about uh, Kyrie something. He's a uh, ball player. Irving, Kyrie Irving, I believe it is. Yes, a, a thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't follow basketball. Um, and uh, Dave Ch- uh, Chappelle. Or Chapel, I'm not sure how to Chappelle, yeah. Chappelle. Um, and you know, um, so I'm just wondering what is your take on um you know, a lot of the anti-Semitism that's kind of like really making waves today in um in the social media and people talking about it and people worrying about it. how do you feel about it? Well, all this? Uh, uh, until maybe the last couple of weeks, my my greatest f- fear was the uh the Israel hatred, which bleeds over into anti-Semitism on campuses that the left has created. If if you, if you want to wear a yarmulke on a campus today, let alone a Jewish star, you you may, you you may really be inviting uh, a hate, a hate filled response. Uh, It's a, it's a very serious uh, problem. What the left has uh, done on campuses. It used to be a great place for a Jewish kid to be on campus. Look, America used to be a great place for Jews because when America was more Christian, Jews were more honored. Jews may be the most foolish ethnic group in the United States, maybe in the world. Uh, Jews do more to hurt themselves than any group I am aware of, to be honest. Although when blacks vote Democrat, they're really a close second. But in any event, uh, the damage Jews do, they think a secular America is going to be more secure for them. The most secure place was when America was more Christian, uh, because Christians in the United States, at least, much more than in Europe, uh, really honored Jews. This was truly a Judeo-Christian country, and Jews have done everything, not all Jews, but many Jews and institutions, do whatever they can to neutralize Christian influence in the United States. It's quite a, it's quite a compliment to Christians that they're not, not, not angry or Jews and keep supporting them and Israel. But uh, Jews are foolish in doing this because we had a special place in this country because we were Jews. John Adams learned Hebrew. Uh, he uh, said the Jews did more, the Hebrews, he called it, did more than any other group to civilize the world. Uh, the, there's a, a verse from the Torah is on the Liberty Bell. And, and it's really remarkable because it's from Vayikra, from Leviticus. <laughs> I mean, how many people, I, I'll bet half of the seniors at Harvard never heard of the word Leviticus, let alone could cite a, a verse from it. And yet the founders of America were, were intimately familiar. You couldn't graduate Harvard till 1800 if you didn't know Hebrew. The, the insignia of Yale University to this day is Urim Vitumim, the, the, uh, the, the breastplate of the, of the Kohen Agadol, the, the chief priest in, in, in biblical Israel. Uh, th- this was a, 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 an incredibly Judeophile country. There was anti-Semitism. Of course there was. America is composed of, of, of mortals. 
many of whom were flawed, because that comes with being mortal. But but it, the luckiest Jews in history outside of Israel have lived in the United States of America. It's changing uh, because of the left. And now there there is a fact. I mean, it was maybe 25 years ago, the ADL, when it when it was more honest than today, announced that the most anti-Semitic group in America are blacks. There's more anti-Semitism among black Americans than among any other group of Americans. Most blacks are not anti-Semitic. I'm just saying that that, that was the report. It, it seems to be uh, increasing. I, I it, it seems to be. I'm not sure it is. Uh, with the attacks on Jews that take place in Crown Heights and elsewhere, it is it is almost always a black person who is doing it. And uh, the, these are things that you know Jews don't want to talk about because it isn't a, a, a Trump supporting white who's doing these beatings. So they they sort of uh, ignore them. So, so it, it's a very real problem. But I I don't want to have a, a panic. The Holocaust is coming response. Every time somebody, I think they overreacted with Ky, the the basketball player, okay, Kylie Irving. The guy put up a book he, uh, that he shouldn't have. He apologized for it. It should have been let go. Instead, uh, another dumb Jew, the head of the National Basketball Association, says he should give a half a million dollars to to the Anti-Defamation League. Gee, that that's really wise. That's really going to engender more pro-Jewish feeling. What if he had said, you know what? I am a Jew, and you know what? I accept your apology, because in Judaism, there is a very deep belief that people can do penitence for a sin. I think that might have been a wiser response than the idiotic response uh, that the, the, this, this fool who heads the uh, NBA gave. There was an, another story from the Jewish News Service of, of a Holocaust survivor, a, a, a rather old woman, who saw somewhere where it was in some public place where she saw inscribed a verse from the New Testament, through Christ all things are possible, and said how anti-Semitic that is. It's not anti-Semitic. I mean, Jewish groups should say, with all respect and, and with all deference to the fact that you went through hell as a Holocaust survivor, please, we have enough real anti-Semitism to not uh, cry wolf. People won't take us seriously anymore if every reaction is the Holocaust is coming. So, uh, uh, as I said, I think it's the we're, we're, uh, American Jews have really, uh, as I said, become a foolish group of people. You know, there are people who post lots of anti-Semitic thing online, but I, I want to ask you about Kanye West, where he said he's going to go. I don't know if he said DEFCON or DEFCON 3 on the yeah, Jews. He, yeah, he that know what that saying, is a little bit more serious than posting. No, you're right. You, no, no. His his comments, I wrote a piece on it. They, they were they were truly anti-Semitic. That is correct. Do you think people are going to, who look up to him, who, who look at him as a role model, perhaps, uh, do you think that they would, uh, this would maybe push them a bit more to the, to the side of uh, really justifying oh, yeah, maybe being violent? Look, some people will be influenced. It's inevitable. There are a lot of blacks in America, and we should reach out to them, and we should uh, ask uh, if 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 a Jew said about blacks what Kanye West said said about Jews, Jews would be would be racing to condemn the Jew who who would say such things. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Has the NAACP come out uh, with regard to this, and and all the the blacks in Congress? Maybe they did. I, I don't know, but but I'm just asking the question because it, it's apt. 
So it doesn't it doesn't worry you. These latest things don't really worry. They you. worry me, but I but you know uh, we, we we have to we have to be measured in our response. I don't ask myself whether I'm worried. I ask what is the best thing I can do. That's why I never answer the question: Am I optimistic or pessimistic? I find them both useless. Optimism leads to not fighting, and pessimism leads to not fighting. If you think everything will turn out good, you don't fight. If you think everything will turn out bad, you don't fight. So I don't ask, am I worried? I ask, what's the best response we could offer that is good for America and good for Jews? That's all I ask. I, I'm not emotion-driven. I'm, I'm reason-driven, which puts me in a very tiny minority uh, uh, in, in, in life today. Okay, I want to ask you also about what we're seeing happening with with uh, Ukraine today, with uh, the Biden administration's support for uh, Ukraine, the possibility, God forbid, that there could be a nuclear war, uh, and also the um, corruption that's that's being reported on now, that perhaps there was money sent um, um, by the Democrats through FTX to the Ukraine, back to FDX, uh, and then in the pockets of Democrats and this whole money laundering thing that's possibly going on. Do you have any comments on that at all? It would be very hard for me to hear a story about corruption that would be alleged to have been committed by the Democrats that I would find impossible to believe. Hmm. The Democratic Party has been taken over by the left. The left does not have the same moral compass that liberals and conservatives have. So it's a very serious problem. The left is destroying America as it has destroyed. The, just look at what it's done to, uh, in as I mentioned earlier, in medicine, with children's hospitals. And, and, and now a law in California where I live, starting January, you, you're a doctor and you say, quote unquote, misinformation, you can lose your license to practice medicine. Misinformation, this is a new thing. Misinformation just means that the, uh, that the authorities don't agree with you. What, what if you decide that your COVID patient in the early stages of COVID might do well with hydroxychloroquine and zinc? or ivermectin and zinc. You, you cannot prescribe it any longer, even though both of them are on the list of the World Health Organization's most important drugs ever invented and safest. Mm -hmm. I, I, or, or what if you say, I don't think masks really work. Maybe it's not good for two-year-olds to be masked. Or maybe it's bad for children not to go to school. That can be called disinformation, and you can no longer practice medicine in the state of California. So this is all Democrats, all. You know, but the, but the thing is, is with all that we are, quote unquote, catching them on uh, with this this whole scheme with FTX and with uh, their tyranny and with uh, their, their audacity of what they're doing, what they're saying. And yet they seem to be getting away with it. Of course, they get away with it. Who's going to call them on it? The New York Times, The Washington Post, CNN, NBC, CBS. ABC, PBS, NPR, who's going to call them on it? So then what's the answer? The, the answer is for us who love truth, who love liberty, who love America, to um, make the case as, as, 
as forcefully and effectively as possible. Look at DeSantis. Uh, 20 DeSantis's and the country would turn around. Look at what he did to Florida. A few years ago, Florida was, was considered a liberal state. With all the, the New Yorkers who moved down there, for example, to, to convert it in, 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 or keep it as a, as a democratic state. And now Dade, Dade County, Miami, Dade, first time in 20 years, voted for a Republican. Man won by 19 points. Who wins by 19 points in a state in the United States today, let alone one that was just in the other direction a few years ago? So the proper leaders getting up and saying, you know what, we are not going to teach sex and, and, and non-binary identities to, uh, to kids in third grade in the state of Florida. So the lying left, which is redundant, truth is not a left-wing value, it's a liberal value, it's a conservative value, it's not a left-wing value, call it the don't say gay law. They made up a name for the law. That's not the name. But apparently the people of, of, of Florida understood it is not healthy to say these things to seven-year-olds. And this guy was was elected massively. Of course. So when we fight correctly, we win. Seems like a Prager tough U, as ahead. you pointed out, Prager U has, has over a billion views a year. We drive them crazy. There was a front page piece in the New York Times a couple of months ago. Front page. Like the, the, the few paragraphs in, they had this line. Elon Musk uh, uh, sounds like he's been watching PragerU videos. I saw that, yeah. <laughs> they, the New York Times did us such a great service. We raised a lot of money on that line. <laughs> uh, so talking about uh, the next generation, because they're going to be our next teachers and politicians and, and leaders and workers, etc., um, they've been raised in a in a um, framework of really not learning how to do critical thinking, just learning how to parrot and fit in. And you're a racist and and to be to be a leftist liberal, etc. And uh, so with us facing a, a generation like that and with truth being silenced and with the left in power and able to take people's licenses away and able to uh cancel people i just i'm wondering how they can be defeated how it could change and turn around well th- this is a, this is a serious problem the the uh, indoctrination of young people uh for the last half century is bearing fruit that's correct. It's this is a very very real problem. Obviously, that's why PragerU exists to talk to young people in particular. And it's it's an uphill battle. There's no question. You go to school, you learn that the United States was founded in 1619, not 1776. That it was that the United States was founded in order to preserve slavery. These are pure lies. These are lies like Jews would use Christian kids' blood to bake matzahs. They're libels. They're gigantic national libels. And that is the, 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 the essence of so-called education in our schools in the United States of America. I beg people to take their kids out of school and homeschool them or, or send them to a Christian or Jewish school that's Christian or Jewish. Most Jewish schools are like JCCs, tragically. They're, they're, they're that woke. 
you came out with a commentary on the Torah uh, with your new book that's on uh, Deuteronomy and your commentaries um, are, I, I, I am assuming geared to let people who are more secular and less uh, knowledgeable about the Bible to, to teach them. And so um, yet our youth of today and just society generally is much more removed from God and religion, much more secular thinking, especially Western culture. Um, so I, I doubt that's going to make a book like yours a bestseller. However, they really do need to read uh, about God and about freedom and about human rights and not about just left-wing Tower of Babel type of mentality. So in your book, what message do you are you hoping that people will get from it and and how it might make the world a better place? So the third of the five volumes of the Torah have come out has come out. I didn't do it in order. I did uh, Exodus and, and Genesis and now Deuteronomy. I'm working on Numbers and then of course Leviticus. They're they're the the, the work of my life. I've been teaching it all of my life, and I've been writing this for 10 years. As it happens, they are bestsellers, ironically. Hmm. And and I stand corrected. No, no, yeah. Well, That's I'm, good I, news. I, I don't blame you for, for thinking that, you know, a, a, a Bible commentary of any type, let alone a Torah commentary, is going to be a bestseller. But when Exodus came out, it was the second best-selling book on Amazon. In, in the whole world. Wow. And the first in, in nonfiction. So, you know, it, I just want you to know it's not a, a tiny audience, but it's certainly not big as I would like it to be. By the way, just for the record, you are quite right. I want the person who doesn't take God or Bible seriously to read it. My my own belief is that a Haredi Jew would get as much out of it uh, as a uh, as a as a secular non-Jew, uh, it, it's. But would it, you say it's for non-Jews also? People who are not Jewish. Oh, oh, it, it's primarily non-Jews who are buying it. There were five thousand reviews on uh, on Amazon, and overwhelmingly they're from non-Jews. That's uh, it's for everybody. My, my view is if the the Torah to say the Torah is for Jews is like saying Beethoven is for Germans. Japanese orchestras play Beethoven. It's it's got because it, he has a universal message. So does the Torah. The Torah is as relevant to a non-Jew as to a Jew. Uh, that's my belief. I wish all all religious Jews believe that. We should be in the business of spreading the Torah to the world, and certainly a light the, to the nations. Certainly the so, yes. So, well, no, a light into the nation. Jews don't take that as meaning spread the word. They take it as meaning we should live God-centered lives and then be a model, which is correct, but that's not the same as giving the message. The truth is, and this is this is my saddest statement about Jewish life, Jews do not, religious Jews do not believe they have a mission to the world. Secular Jews do. So the joke is, Secular Jews have been talking to the world for a hundred years. Marxism, socialism, environmentalism, feminism, you name the ism, Jews are involved in it. 
And they, and they think that's their Jewish message from tikkun olam. We'll repair the world through feminism. Meanwhile, religious Jews don't believe, the, except with Chabad as an exception, very few religious Jews think that they have, they have a, an obligation from Hashem, from God, to speak to the world uh, as Jews. So this is the great Jewish tragedy. You ask a Christian, what is, what's, what's your mission as a Christian? To bring the world to Christ. You ask a Muslim, what's your role as, as a Muslim? To bring the world to the Quran, Muhammad, and Allah. You ask a religious Jew, what is your mission? To keep the mitzvahs. But that's not a mission to the, to the non-Jewish world. So everybody has a mission to the world except religious Jews. So I, I want to answer you and say that that's changing and that there are a lot of rabbis today, by the way, in English. So if anybody wants to write me, I'll give you uh, their YouTube channels. You can listen to them in English. And they're talking about the seven laws of Noah that are for every human being, Jews included, but specifically towards the, 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 the non-Jews. And, and that is changing. Um, I want to end... Well, you know what? Before we do, I want to ask you one more thing about your book. So what, what do you feel is the message that you want to give well, out? The message is the Torah, the Torah is chock full of wisdom. It, it's life-changing. And if you, if you take it seriously, and, and I try to explain everything. I mean, there's a long essay. I have a lot of essays in the book on, on a given verse. So I show in, the, in Genesis 1.1, it changed all of human history. God created nature. In every other re- religion on earth, the gods were part of nature. Genesis 1-1 changed human history. There is, there is a creator above nature. All the gods were natural in the, in the other world. God of thunder, God of lightning, the, the chief god of, of, of Egypt was Ra, the sun. In fact, all, it, says, uh, it says in the Torah that God judged their gods. The ten plagues were against the gods of Egypt. Not all Jews know even that, even though it's written in the Torah. But anyway, uh, so I just explain. If you if people read the reviews, they'd see how many wrote, "Wow, I didn't know this. I'm going to go back to church." Or, "Gee, I never learned this in Hebrew school. I may start taking this stuff seriously," because it wasn't explained, and and that's what I do. Uh, in the final analysis, what what is it about? That God wants us to be good. Very simple message. Amen. But it, it's uh, it, it's it's been con- it's been made very complex by Jews and Christians. I want to end with uh, something that I saw on your website. You wrote an article, and in the article, you stated something which I think is really important. And you said that anti-Semitism destroys non-Jews as well as uh, as the jewish people how how does uh, maybe you can explain to our listeners ask the germans are they happy they elected hitler the the amount of suffering germans went through millions of german women raped by soviet soldiers just as one example there's no example of anti-semitism not destroying the anti-semitic group it it it, it has I, I mean obviously there are still germans i don't mean annihilating i mean destroying Germans Germans suffered horrifically because of the uh, the anti-Semitism of the Nazi regime. Spain kicked the Jews out in 1492, and this this world power that it was in 1492 became basically just another nation that nobody really paid much attention to. 
once they kick their Jews out. There's no example of hurting Jews and, and not hurting yourself. Uh, but the people don't learn from history, so my my noting that, and I wrote a book on it, it's called Why the Jews. I wrote it with Rabbi Joseph Telushkin many years ago. It's in the third edition. And we explain how devastating anti-Semitism is to the anti-Semitic group. But uh, I, I fully acknowledge that people don't learn much from history. Well, if you can do it to the Jews, then you can do it to xyz right well you you end up doing it to yourself i mean that that's the point it, it, it's it's so it's such it it's such dynamite anti-semitism that uh it it's it's like you can't control you drop a bomb on a city everybody gets killed or vast numbers get killed you, you can't isolate a big bomb on one building or at least certainly not an atom bomb and anti-semitism is an atom bomb so if you want to play with atom bombs, play with anti-Semitism. By the way, I don't care if people like Jews. Uh, I don't. I don't judge people's thoughts. I judge people's actions. You know, believe it or not, I mean, I I, I know this for a fact. There are people who are who would consider themselves anti-Semitic and risk their lives to save Jews in the Holocaust. What they said was, "Look, I'm not a Jew fan, but hey, I'm not for exterminating men, women, and children." And they actually say, now, obviously, most of them were not anti-Semitic, but but they existed. And so I, I don't I don't ask people if they like Jews. It's of, it's of no interest to me. How do you treat Jews? That, that's that's the question. It's like Jews don't understand. I, 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 I'm very worried talking about being worried. This worries me. The collapse of Christianity in America. I'm very worried as an American and doubly worried as a Jew if that happens. And 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 they say, well, you know, a, a lot of these Christians, Dennis, that, that you work with and support, they they believe you you can't be saved as a Jew. You don't believe in Christ. You, you'll go to hell. To which my response is, so so what? I don't judge people on their theology. I judge people on their behavior. The Jews' best friends in America are these Christians. So the fact that they believe that that uh, non non Christians are not saved, why, why does that bother me? doesn't bother me in the least. The whole point of Judaism is that we don't judge people by theology, but by behavior. God God sends good Christians to heaven and bad Jews to hell. That's the Jewish belief. We should live by it. Is there anything that I haven't asked you in this interview <laughs> that you might want to talk about? Well, let me just say, uh, the, the name of the book is The Rational Bible. Anybody in Israel can order it. Uh, my dream... My, it's, I have very few things on a bucket list. One of them is that it be translated into Hebrew. I, I think that it would make a, a big impact. That my 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 scholarly editor, Lior Gottlieb, is a professor of of Tanakh at uh, at Bar Ilan University. So, uh, and in fact, I spoke on my Torah work at Bar Ilan. I was honored. I'm not a professor. I'm not a rabbi. But they they invited me to speak. It was a full house, and it's on it's on YouTube. Just Google Dennis Prager Barilan University. You'll see my talk on my on on my Torah uh, uh, commentary at given at Barilan. Very impressive. You should come back soon. Come home. Soon. I am. I'm, I'm bringing. I'm, uh, I'm bringing at least five hundred, most of whom are non Jews, five hundred people to Israel again. I brought five hundred 
right before COVID and, and two years before that. So in next, next year, 2023, I'm bringing back another 500 of my listeners. And the, is the tour going to have any theme to it? Yes, it's called Stand with Israel. Mm-hmm. That's a good message. And it's as it one. says in the Bible, those who bless the Jews will be blessed, and those who uh, bless that's the Jews will that's be exactly why anti-Semitism annihilates the anti-Semite. That's right. Those who curse Israel are cursed. Dennis Prager, it's been a pleasure. It's always so nice to speak with you and to speak with someone who is so uh, speaks common sense so beautifully and straight. Thank it's, you. It's a Thank pleasure. It's a joy to be with you and Matt. Thank you very much. Thank Matt Zucker for being with us, for producing the show. And Dennis Prager, you can get his book on Amazon, The Rational Bible, and you can join his tour. Go to his website at uh, PragerU.com. DennisPrager.com. DennisPrager.com. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Israel News Talk Radio, straight talk from Israel. Israel News Talk Radio's chat room. Just click the orange button at the top of the IsraelNewsTalkRadio.home page, log in as yourself or an anonymous guest, and join in on the fun. You'll meet other listeners from all over the world who listen to Israel News Talk Radio, and you can make new friends. Israel News Talk Radio's chat room. It's the closest you can get to being in the studio with us. We love listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Where can you get the inside news on Israel? At Israel News Talk Radio, we're dedicated to sharing Israel's inside story with the world by providing our listeners with news on Israeli politics, current affairs, and Israeli Jewish culture. The Israel News Talk Radio homepage also provides you, the listener, with useful information at your fingertips. With scrolling news headlines, weather, currency exchange, Shabbat candle lighting times, and so much more. Our radio programming is always accessible and on demand. We operate absolutely free of charge for everyone, everywhere. If you love what we do, partner with us now by becoming an Israel News Talk Radio supporter. With your support, you'll be inscribed on our Israel News Talk Radio Wall of Fame. There's nothing like us in the world. Be part of something great. Israel News Talk Radio. Straight talk from Israel. If you love Israel News Talk Radio, then you'll love our Facebook page. We keep you up to date on what's happening in Israel. Plus, little surprise treasures that we don't share on the radio. Go now to follow us on Facebook. Just look for the Israel News Talk Radio Facebook page. And don't forget to subscribe and follow us by clicking on the like button. We post great stuff there that you'll want to share. Israel News Talk Radio on Facebook and Israel News Radio on Twitter. News, opinion, and more. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio.